to The Photographer Mindset, a new podcast specifically created for photographers and those who believe that their purpose is to create, inspire, and develop into their full potential. The Photographer Mindset podcast was initiated to help creative individuals understand that their success depends on more than just skill and dedication. In this series, we'll learn to develop a winning mindset based on attitude and out-of-the-box thinking strategies, ensuring that we grow our clients, brand recognition, and confidence. We want to work smarter towards our goals, not harder. I'm your host, Seth Macy, and today I'm joined by special guest Brett Blakely, a photographer from Buffalo, New York, who just has some of the coolest, moodiest, sickest landscape and nature shots I've seen in a long time. He's only been shooting for two years, and in that time, he's racked up 17,000 followers on Instagram, definitely doing something right, definitely a fast learner, and also extremely entrepreneurial at heart. Brett started his own company called Encore Golf about seven or eight years ago, which sells golf balls online. And today, we're going to be talking about how success is simply a byproduct of following your passion and combining that with the proper discipline, getting up every morning and doing the things you need to do to work towards your goals. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the show, Brett Blakely. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you holding up during this corona time? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 obviously been weird. I, I proposed to my now fiance a week before shit hit the fan uh, in South Africa. So it's been a really cool test because you can't imagine having to spend 24-7 with the person you just proposed to days after it happened. And... Honestly, we are killing it. Like I was telling her parents that the other night on a face, I'm calm. Like, you know, I love your daughter, and by the way, I, I'm pretty sure I made the right decision because we've been tested with this whole thing. And no, nah, so it's been good. It's been good. How about you? I'm trying to find a million and one things to do to keep myself sane. One of them being this podcast. So thanks for being the first guest ever. That's awesome of you. I am honored to be the first guest. I was so pumped when you wrote me about it because you just kill it. You crush everything you do. So I'm I'm pumped about it. Thanks, man. I think like I mentioned this to you, what we're really trying to focus on in this series is adapting the right mindset as a creator, a winning mindset. It's very difficult to talk about Lightroom and Photoshop and sliders through audio files on in a podcast form. You know, I really want this to be about just really adapting that mindset, being disciplined. And establishing your version of success, whether that's money, gaining clients, or just growing your audience, right? What is success to you in that sense as a creator? I think so. I started a golf ball company eight years ago, and you know, they kind of have different for me, there's kind of different, uh, I guess, attainable levels of success for each. For the golf ball company, like I have, I have employees, I have, you know, people's livelihoods on the line. I have my own livelihood. So there's got to be some sort of financial um, success that you reach with that. But at the same time, I've always had a question like, hey, would you sell it? Do you want to keep it? Would you go public? This and that. And like my version of actual success having nothing to do with money for Encore would be just to create a dynasty. Like golf golf balls are there's five big companies so to be able to make your name and that would be huge for photography it's somewhat of the same thing but i guess with a little cherry on top i mean i i want to be um i want to grow into a photographer that has a unique definable recognizable style uh that you know people are like are searching for like oh i want something i want to see something like Brett Blakely's photography. Like that would be cool uh, on a personal standpoint. But I also want to like end goal would just be, I would love to be able to travel and document landscape and wildlife as a full-time job. So, you know, getting growth and recognition or respect is all kind of part of the, um, the ladder to, all of that. Like I would love to be able to, you know, do some sort of kind of photography that relates to uh, climate change and to wildlife that is going extinct. Like I would love to have it have a purpose, but at a bare minimum, I would love to just be able to 
express my passion, which means traveling and taking photographs and be able to get paid to do it. And how did you how did you get into photography? What made you, you know, start leaning the creative direction? So, uh, I mean, I always loved anything creative in general. Um, I definitely had plenty of different creative outlets. I freestyle rap, which is funny. I, I just always liked artistic things, but I, I'm terrible at drawing. I'm ter- like I, I want to learn instruments. I've I've learned to play guitar, very minimal, but not great at it. But photography was something that, like, before I had a big camera, I would you know get disposables, and every spring break I would just say, like take thirty pictures of a sunset in thirty minutes, and it was just because I I, I think subconsciously I was recognizing that every minute of that sunset was different. And so in high school, I took a, a course on photography. And then outside of just like always taking pictures, like all my friends from high school were asked, they used to make fun of me all the time for how many pictures I would take. I'd always have a disposable camera from Walgreens with me. Yet when senior year came, they're all like, oh, do you have- You're the most popular any, guy. Yeah. Do you have any pictures? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got you. Um, People love to see themselves in, in photos, right? Right. And and back then, it's not like you could just store a digital shot. It wasn't on your phone or anything. So like I had the hard copies, but uh, eventually got to the point where, you know, iPhones came out and they started having good cameras. And I was taking these really weird, like, you know, you want your horizon to be straight. And I had them like crooked. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> and it wasn't it's at not all. cool for anyone no, listening. It's not that cool. No, it was so bad. But I was like, man, I'm so good. But I wasn't. Um, and then I went to, uh, Rwanda a couple years ago and that got me really into it. Like I, I went there and there was, it was the most beautiful place I'd ever been. Went to about five different parts of the country in Africa. And I was just so bummed that I didn't have like a good camera, didn't know what I was doing or anything. So that kind of started me on my journey. Yeah. You ever have those moments where you look back and you're like, fuck, yep. I wish I had known more than what I know now, or like, I can't believe I thought that photograph was good at the time. Cause like, yeah, yeah. I had, I look back at the comments of like friends or, you know, my, my girlfriend, well, fiance now, but girlfriend at the time, like her family being like, Oh, this is so beautiful. And them getting prints of it and everything that was dog shit. Like I butchered <laughs> a, a photo on a safari. Like I over edited, I did all this. But it turned out so to be touching on that. Do you yeah. have you ever dealt? I think a lot of people deal with this. I know I've dealt with it before. I think there's a term for it. It's called imposter syndrome. You ever heard of that? No, I have not. It's it's sort of like the feeling, for example, when somebody buys your print and you're like, why why would you do that? That's no good. Where it's where you hold yourself to a standard that maybe other people don't, and you feel like you don't almost deserve to be getting that sort of recognition. Like I know for me, when I sold my first print, I was like, I can't believe somebody bought this. And then by print 10, I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'm, I'm being a little too hard on myself. Maybe, you know, I'm worth what I'm charging and all that stuff. I think people get in their heads very easily. Uh, I agree with that. And yes, I literally had a occurrence happened today about a guy wanting to use one of my images for his album cover. And I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. And, you know, part of you is just like honored that somebody likes your stuff that much that they would want to represent their art by it. Exactly. So you're like, dude, I just want to give it to you for free. Go for it. And then the other part is you're like, you know what? I spent hundreds of bucks to get a flight out there. That's right. I spent hundreds of bucks on the car. I spent thousands on the camera and the lens that I used to get that sh- photo. Yep. I spent countless hours of time learning the techniques to take that photo. And I also am part of it is me. Like that's part of who I am. That is my, you know, interpretation of the scene that I was looking at. So what do you charge for that? It's so awkward for me. And I, I guarantee you, like, 
my fiance gets so mad because I'll be like, hey, I just sold a print. She'll be like, well, what'd you sell it for? And I'll tell her and she's like, babe, you could have you could have charged 10 times that, you know. I'm like, yeah, but it's not like I'm in a museum. I'm not an established name. Like, so see, that's a little bit of that's a little bit of what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. everyone's holding you up to this level. It has nothing to do with confidence. It's just something subconsciously in your head. You're like, I can't believe somebody would pay this amount for that. Yeah. And I think that that's a work in progress constantly to get yourself out of that place and to get yourself to a point where you're like, yeah, of course they bought that. Yeah. And you know what to, cause I got way far off your question, which is where have you gone lately? But part of like making yourself feel like, Hey, it's, it's okay to charge this much or it's okay to like put a price, put a value on your work is the money that you do put into travel. And so when you ask that, like, yeah, when I got into photography, I went to Yosemite, then I went to Iceland, then I went to Oregon, then I went to uh, British Columbia, uh, and then I went to California. And then I, the next trip, I think, was, you know, for photography was um, back to Yosemite. But, and I had a bunch of trips planned before the whole COVID hit. So, you know, my next trip, uh, well, I went to South Africa with my girlfriend, uh, now fiance, I proposed to her there, but she's not, that was not a photography trip, but my next photography trip was supposed to be Norway in July. The point, the point being is, you know, part of, part of the value of your shots too, like as long as you're taking quality stuff, you should value how, you know, the time and the money that you're putting into getting to a location. I mean, obviously it's for your enjoyment. You you think about the journey that it took to get to a certain shot or the research that it took to find that location that was like maybe off grid and wasn't like one of the touristy spots, but it right. was actually something totally different. You're like, man, I actually, I dug I found deep. that spot. Yeah, I yeah. found it. And then I hiked yeah, there I like and that. I made it and it was sketchy as shit. Do you think, I know this, this is true for me. I don't know if I would have been to some of the places I've been had I not picked up a camera. Do you think like your, your camera has inspired you to go and see the world? 1000%. It has inspired me more than anything to see the world. Not only to see the world, but to appreciate it. And not only to appreciate and see it, but to actually like recognize all the points of beauty that I overlooked before, you know, five minute, a five minute drive or drive to a location for a photo shoot. Like there's a million things that you just time out for mentally. You just blank out and you're not thinking about anything. And now like, I feel like as a photographer, people's heads are on a swivel. You're constantly... You're like, holy shit, it's three in the afternoon and it's harsh light, which is like not favorable for a photographer, but you got to make it work. Yeah. No, but look at, look at how that's, you know, blasting out the sky behind a cornfield. I mean, it can be something really, really silly, but you just look at everything differently. So it's opened your eyes a bit to things that, things that already existed. It's just, yeah. I, I definitely think you you become more exposed and you become more appreciative of general beauty, which also I think would trickle down into like you know your personal life, right? And you're you're 38, correct? Yeah, you're 38. I wanted to touch on the idea that it's never too late to start. You're not old by any means, but there's gonna be a lot of people listening to this and a lot of the photography communities, you know people picking up their first camera, 18, 20 years old. But I also wanted to touch on how it's never too late to start something and excel at it. I know you started your Encore Golf Company at what, 30? Yeah, And that took you seven years to grow up where it is? Yeah. Like it takes a tremendous eight, amount yeah. of, of patience to become a an entrepreneur and to, and to stay a creator. Like a lot of people drop out because they get frustrated, right? Well, I mean, for one, for the majority of the you know, Instagram audience, uh, which is probably a lot younger than me. Uh, congrats. You got a huge head start. And one of the things that I would take away is that with no arrogance behind this at all, with the amount that I feel like that I've grown and learned over the last year and a half, two years, if I can do that as somebody who is doing a business on the side and all this, but this is just a passion, a hobby, for a young person coming into this, like 
you have so much ahead of you. You can learn so much in such a short period of time, just putting your, you know, your, your kind of passion behind it. I think it's important too, that, that people slow down, right? Like there's, there seems to be this rush to get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. I think we all need to realize there is no finish line. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a great, uh, there's a really good photographer, um, that I met on Instagram. His handle is like Viking Romer, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know him. Yeah. Awesome. And <clears throat> he had messaged me after my art visuals podcast and he was like, what are you talking about? 38 being an old man. He's like, I'm way older than you. Oh yeah. He that's looks awesome. like he's that. my age. So he must be, you know, early to mid 40s. Well, you got a baby face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I need to see some ID. Yeah. But, uh, but I just thought it was cool because, you know, he, he looks young to me and everything, but, and he's killing it as well. But one of the things I love about photography is that it's one of like, it's, it's, it's definitely an industry that there is no time that's too late. But I would say that for anything. I mean, I I had no idea that I would be in the golf ball industry. And then 30 years old, I started my first company. And I feel like anybody at any time, you know, you look at J.K. Rowling, who her her books failed. She didn't get published. None of that. Now she's one of the richest authors in the history of Well, authors. do you know how she wrote her first book? She wrote it on napkins because she couldn't afford the, the letterhead. Right. The paper. Well, that's just it. There's so many people. Oprah, same thing. These are all people that like attained massive levels of of success way down the road. And I think part of it is just having the time to figure it out. Like there are a lot of kids that are in their teens and 20s that will definitely be successful purely because they kind of understand how to game the system. Not game the system, but understand how to um, leverage the current uh, state of social media and technology and all of that. And that's, that's huge. Right. But there are others who are going to not only figure that part out, but then also like solve a real issue. And when you're, when you're actually making a huge difference, you're passionate about it and you're leveraging, you know, current technology, like that's a huge, that's right. a huge one win. I think it's interesting what you said too. Like I noticed that, Oprah, you know, she, she really had her back against the wall before she grew to fame and JK Rowling's writing books on napkins. It's yeah. a lot of people seem to get their motivation when their backs against the wall. Tribulation as you call it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Motivation from desperation. Have you ever faced a time like that where it's just kind of catapulted you into a certain path of growth? Yeah. That's uh, the best segue ever because, um, so my, my golf ball company, Encore Golf, it was started out of both myself and my business partner and co-founder, Steve Colton, losing our jobs the same day in two different industries. It was in Damn. Um, 2008, uh, December 8th, 2008, when the job market tanked, like went into, you know, one of the worst times in economic history for uh, for the United States of America. And he was working for Deutsche Bank, and I was working for um, an international advertising agency based out of Paris. And we both lost our jobs due to downsizing, you know, the same exact day. Uh, My company shut down completely, I think, a week later. Deutsche Bank obviously was still around, but they let go of, I mean, hundreds, if not, I don't know, thousands of people. And we went to uh, have coffee the next day just to figure out what we were going to do. And that was literally the birth of, well, Hey, you know, I got marketing and advertising background. There was an engineer who invented this crazy, crazy golf ball that works for my dad. And you played for the NYU golf team. Do you want to start a company? And that's how the whole thing started. I mean, it was literally out of desperation. I'm not like, I don't know if you are, I'm not super religious. I'm not, I'm not either. Stuff like that to me, it's just like, I think when you're ready and the universe is willing, it will present you with gifts. Mm. There's a saying that, you know, when a door opens, all you have to do is walk through. Mm-hmm. That sounds like one of those stories to me. And that's awesome. It's kind of like, we just both lost our jobs. What the hell are we going to do? I mean, you're either, you're 
in a worst case, you're going to starve to death or you're just, you're going to make a massive success out of not even a failure, just something you couldn't control. Right. I think that's totally relevant to right now, right? Like this COVID crisis is like, I've lost all my revenue for commercial clients. It's not my fault, right? But it's how you respond to that hardship that really decides what kind of person you are. Uh, 100% agree. And I also think that one of the positives of this crisis is that it's spurring on more creativity because everybody's trying to find their way. Everybody's trying to come up with the game plan. So it's like marketing 101. What are you going to do to differentiate yourself? You know, this is really cool that you're starting a podcast. And I know my buddy and I have talked about starting one. And I'm like, that's right. That's kind of that's that entrepreneurial spirit where you're like, you know what? Everything's hitting the fan. I'm going to take this time to do everything that I had planned on doing. And now yeah. you're you're starting something. You're creating a discussion. You're motivating people. And that's that's part of like there's no age that can't do that. At any age, you can figure exactly. out something to talk about that can inspire other people. And that should be enough to create uh, an avenue for success, I think. Yeah, man. And it's like I think – there's a right way and a wrong way to do this, this quarantine. I know there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, take your downtime, binge Netflix, you've earned it, it's tough times, whatever. But how often do you get this much time? How many times have you bumped that thing to the next month, to the next yeah. month, to the next month? And then you just hate yourself for doing it. It's like the best time to do something is now, right? You know, I just, I, I truly believe that. And it's like, if I'm going to be affected by this systematic global problem, that's not my fault. I'm going to at least do shit that I can control and that will further my career coming out of this. Yeah. And maybe that is, I guess, entrepreneurial in the sense as you call it, um, which is also a nice segue. Cause I wanted to ask you if, you know, you started a company, you're obviously very entrepreneurial. It takes a lot of like nerves of steel at times when things get dicey in a startup, infinite patience, tons of failures, getting knocked down seven times, getting up eight times. How does that translate to being a creator? I mean, like, for example, you could post a photo you thought was great and it just doesn't perform. And I think there's a lot of people who that would honestly wreck their day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I still mean? Still my day. No, like there's. But a does photo. it? Or are you trying to just like whatever, man? Like I'll get no. them on the next one. No, I. I, I mean, is a joke answer that's partially true. I mean, yeah, like you, well, know, you take something and you're like, man, I'm so pumped about that shot, and does well, but doesn't do as well as what you thought. Like it's not the end all be all. You're like, oh shit. But, um, I think. I think having that kind of like that kind of motivation is so important as a creator. I just mm. think it's important because I know for me, you, you find a lot of the places that you want to go through Instagram. So you mean physically uh, places you want to go or metaphorically? No, no physically like, you know, right. you, you know, Iceland, there's a million places you see on in Iceland. And you're like, if you've never been there, you're like, Oh man, I want to go to this spot and this spot. I want to go to Skogafoss Falls. I want to go to Brewerfoss. Like you're looking at those, so that yeah. automatically means that there's a million fucking shots of it. Yeah, but I think at the same time, like if you're if you're truly trying to create something as a as a real legitimate creator, and that does legitimate does not mean that you have 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 followers. You could have five followers. I just mean legitimate. I just mean your true intention is not for the popularity, but it's for the creation and it's for like making art. You know what I mean? And if you go someplace, I feel like that can be such a good motivator because then you're not just trying to get the same shot as everybody else. You're trying to get you know, you might want to get that shot, but you're also trying to just get something that is truly yours. And I feel like that's kind of how I've grown 
the most, even in the last month, like I've just put such a bigger emphasis on, cause I've been going on photo shoots with two of my good friends, you know, Adam and Mike. So we get a lot of the same shots. Like there are spots but they all where, look different. I, I always see them and they've always, I can always tell if you remove the username, I know who's is who's. Right. Well, and which is and awesome. Yeah, that is cool. And, and I think for you guys, I don't mean be, myself. I mean, it's cool that I, that you guys have your own style. Yeah. That's immediately that's identifiable. That's yeah, that well, there you go, man. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that is a huge goal to be recognized. I know when Adam talked to, <clears throat> I think it was on his podcast with our visuals. He had said <clears throat> the first time he was recognized by his style was like his greatest moment as a photographer. And I think for us, so it's why the do same you think thing. that is? Is that um, just because is, is it seeing your hard work come to light? It's well, cause it's not only the hard work, but like, especially with like, it was really funny cause literally yesterday, like it's so crazy the timing of everything. Literally yesterday, I sent a text to Mike and Adam, and I'm like, because we have been taking all of our photo trips together. And I just said, man, we make a really good team. I said, it's it's pretty pretty awesome that, you know, we'll go to locations where you don't have the flexibility of different compositions. Like, you have to have something in the same realm. We all try and get our own unique ones, but sometimes one person comes up with an idea and all three of us want to get the same shot because it's cool looking. But our interpretation of it, our, the way we you know edit it and all that kind of stuff is totally different. Right. And that's really cool. And so, yeah, it's, it's completely important for – I think it's the biggest compliment ever when somebody says that, um, you know, I knew that was you. Or like for you, you just said, like, I, <laughs> I know you guys shoot all the time. I know which one yeah. is which. Like we're going to shoot owls on Saturday. Social distancing, don't worry. We are. <laughs> but I love it. Like we'll all post a photo of an owl and I bet you anything if we if you just saw a batch of them, you're probably going to be able to tell which one is which. And yeah, that is cool cuz that means Well, you that guys you... should make it a game on social media. Yeah, we did uh with our Niagara Falls photo, we did a social distance challenge. And it was oh, cool. so we, we all shared each other's photos and takes on it, and it was really cool. But yeah, I think it's important to uh, to have that because it means that to me, photography is it's also artistry. Like I I'm terrible at drawing. I can't paint or anything. So for me to like learn and understand post processing, mm -hmm. and then also understand like actual photography which is composition and color theory and you know right. depth and all that kind of stuff and iso and shutter speed so to be able to take something where you you make a really nice aesthetic compositionally sound um raw photo but then you have the artistry to turn into something different that's really like magical you know with your post-processing that's what I love about the whole thing. A lot of crazy shit game. can be done in Lightroom and Photoshop, eh? Like yeah. A lot of crazy stuff. I think it's cool, too, that the power of networking and collaborating. You three, Adam, and what was his name again? It was uh, uh, Mike. Instagram so it's uh, at Nooch10. Nooch10, yeah. It's just like you guys instantly are interlocked into each other's audiences just like that. Yeah. You're all like local guys, right? You, you live within very close distances of each other. Yeah. Going on shoots together. That's something that I think a lot of listeners should do. Like tap into other people's market. Yeah. If you treat it like a market, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Mike found me through Instagram and I'd already known Adam. And our first experience together was just going to watch a Sabres game and have some beers, you know, at a bar. And then we were like, hey, we should shoot together. It took like three months just schedules did not align on November, December. And then our first shoot was like a Highland cow shoot. And we're like, Oh, that was awesome. Our second shoot was of Hawks. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, we just instantly became best friends. And that's, what's cool too. Like I've made such good friends and relationships. Um, you, you included, you know, you and I, you were the first person yeah, that I FaceTimed, 
when all During this corona, shit hit the right? fan. Yeah. I think we all took our basic human need for interaction and physicality for granted. 100%. Obviously not in this sense because, you know, you live in, in Buffalo and I'm in Toronto, but just this face-to-face interaction, right, is is so important with family and friends. And I think mm. it's going to be such a nice day when everyone goes outside and like hugs their buddy or something. It's just going to like... I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I mean, I went to, <clears throat> I went to the bar <clears throat> to pick up a curbside beer for me and my buddy today and we walked around a little local lake and... It was a place he works for Encore, my my golf ball company as well. And we would go like once a week to Beltline Brewery and we would have a beer after work. And I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that for three months, six months or two years. So I went to do the curbside pickup from that brewery and we took a little walk around the park, you know, put it into a uh, a little uh, Yeti. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's just crazy how, yeah, that connection you talk about is, was so taken for granted. And now like I would play golf with my buddy Ian, but did we go for walks around Hoyt Lake? Hell no. Now yeah. he, we got done with our walk at Hoyt Lake. He's like, Hey, want to go for another walk somewhere else? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of beauty to be taken from this whole thing, I think. Yeah, I think I really hope that <clears throat> there's a paradigm shift globally and that we as humanity come out a lot better than we were. I think we kind of sucked before this. I hope it's a wake-up call. I do too. I, I hope we don't get, get back to complete normalcy. Like normalcy was not working. Normalcy <clears throat> was not sustainable mentally no. or from a resource standpoint. Yeah, I hope. I hope we get back to you know, being able to connect without worrying of getting, you know, like I don't want to be covered up and all that shit. But I also hope that we took a lot from this and we see the positivity that mother earth has been enjoying. And, you know, we put that into policy action. Um, And I hope that we all also just kind of appreciate each other more ourselves as photographers especially we have a really profound admiration for the planet and you know all the stuff it offers because we photograph it all the time yep and you want destroyed no let's (laughs) let's keep all those nice waterfalls accessible and stuff like that like this is why we do what we do right yeah campgrounds are closed right now and i'm like what is going on oh my god yeah Devastating. Just shooting with your shooting with your buddies. I mean, if anything, you get a a lifelong friend out of just like Instagram and going out and shooting. But I mean, what is the ultimate measure of success for a creative person? I really want to get into that. Yeah. Is it money? Is it impacting somebody's life? Is it to me the greatest thing that could happen is that I take a picture, I edit it, I post it online, and somebody goes and buys a camera. And discovers a lifelong passion of theirs. That's why I do what I what I do. And I think if you're doing things for the right reason, you will just inevitably find your own version of success. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do agree with that. I agree with it in the sense of you can find happiness at any level of monetary success in photography like you shouldn't it shouldn't be measured on if your goal is to hey i got to figure out a career i like photography so but i like it and it's the only thing i feel like confident about so i need to make that into something that can support a family it's a whole different pressure if you if you are happy with just being stable and um, you know, I don't know. I'm on my, uh, podcast with AOV. I talked about how, like, you know, I, I personally take experiences over financial security. So, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. So for me, like success, I think that would is, resonate with a lot of people. 
Yeah, and it's but I also feel bad because it's not really like the most sound responsible advice. I, I mean, but for me, I would rather have a lifetime of you know kind of living check by check, but also being able to take four trips a year. And that's and like taking four trips a year is the reason I'm living check by check. But for me, like I'm having insane memories made during that four times a year. Like that yeah. to me, for me personally, would be success. What I hope and what I think it'll get to, what I want it to get to, and what I have to believe it'll get to is a point where, you know, I'm able to do the same exact thing I'm doing right now, but I'm able to connect with a tourism board before I go there and they're like, Hey, yeah, we'll pay for something. Um, what I'd love to do eventually, like, uh, my, I mean, my fiance is a really good writer. She's a school counselor. Um, her and I have talked about how, you know, even if we have kids, like we would never want to change traveling and all that. I would love to do some sort of photojournalism like, I, but I would want to be, in the landscape and wildlife vein. So, you know, I would do climate change and extinction of species and stuff so, like that. Is that a that, big thing for you? Yeah. I, uh, I really have a deep appreciation and love for things that are, um, that I feel are beautiful. And to me, like animals are just, I won't even kill a spider. It sounds super hippie. You're like but, me, man. Yeah, no, I just won't I even carry do it, it outside, like, dude. I was I was like ten beers deep too. I was I was pretty ham sauce, and uh, I was at a local brewery. This is last spring. Our buddies were they were in a band. They're playing, and there was a spider that came across the table, and all the girls <laughs> freaked out. And I ran it out to the curb, and the bouncers thought that I was like, I saw, they thought I was you know either hammered or just like some sort of crazy dude Something wrong with you they're like what are you doing i'm like no no i i was just releasing a spider into the wild they're like oh i don't think that really helped anything but <laughs> um yeah you you explain what he already knew yeah but but i mean you could literally just extrapolate that like as you talked about before it's just it's an appreciation for uh, mother nature it's appreciation for animals for insects for everything like yeah that's what i i've had more fun that. in the last two years and my entire life it's just been so good going on these trips and experiencing these things and seeing these things and getting up for sunrise i just love it so much yeah man and i mean I, I still can't get over the fact you've just been you've been shooting for two years like some of us have been shooting a lot longer and haven't seen some of the growth online that you've achieved seven what are you seventeen thousand followers on instagram yeah i know that success is not measured by followers but it's something to you know it's it's a point of interest when you just see that astronomical level level of growth that so many people are are striving for is there something you could maybe tell people that they've missed that you're doing some some little i guess the the secret formula if you would i have no problem giving my entire formula i actually just had probably like an hour before this whole podcast i had uh, a person write um who has been following me forever and vice versa and they're like dude your growth is all caps insane <laughs> you know yeah, what are you is. doing um so for me it's been a myriad of things it's been for one, the content's gotten a lot better um, just because I've been learning every trip. Well, and you, you know, post consistently. It, what's that? That's a very important. You post consistently. That's very important. Post consistently. Like, you, like but three or four times a week, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But also just, you know, really putting time into like learning the craft and getting better post-processing. Like you – that's the one thing. Like you can – I've never just put an Instagram filter on a photo and call it a day. You know, like I look at even my photos from a year ago in Iceland that I got a lot of love for that I'm like, oh, God, I I had no idea what I was doing editing. They're like almost embarrassing to me. But um, so for one is just putting in time to learn everything, like learning your camera, 
learning how to take full advantage of what you can do with a camera, learning post-processing. But other than that, like the the grind part, for me, like I do want to make this a full-time thing one day. So I'm not in it for the likes, but the likes are also what give you potential exposure and opportunities. So it gives you reach. Right. It gives you reach and everything. So I am trying to boost my following. So one of the things I do is if, let's say you're going on a trip to Iceland, uh, go join Facebook groups that are, you know, touristy photography uh, groups on Facebook for Iceland. Um, Tips for travelers is one that I did on Iceland. Do not sleep on Facebook. Don't sleep on it. So basically take any trip that you're going on. Like if you're doing a shoot in the Adirondacks, I guarantee you there's an Adirondack Facebook page. Join it and then post your photos on there. When you post a photo on Instagram, post it on that Facebook page and put your handle at the end. Same caption, same everything. You start, you know, gaining a little bit of cross uh, promotion to there. The other thing that I do is I try and be uh, very responsive to any kind of engagement, which I think is huge. A lot of people think that it doesn't do anything and like, What do you you mean? Answering comments? uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you, you might have a popular photo and it gets a boatload of comments. You know, like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Just do yeah. it. Because every single one of those people, especially when they're new, is going to be like, oh, it's cool. They responded. Or when, you know, when you get a, a message in your inbox, like, hey, any recommendations or whatever, like, respond to them. That's a Well, huge the one thing, thing about you, too, is that you respond like a fucking human being <laughs> you're i've i've asked you questions before and the thing that is really memorable about you and I, I said this to you i said you're a really authentic dude i could picture you saying it to me in a conversation like face to face yeah drew up this wrote out this long ass thing almost like a step by step i'm just like holy shit this is so unheard of in instagram oh that's this cool guy, man this guy wrote a lot and i remember like i sometimes get in the habit of personally messaging new followers Mm -hmm. like being the first into their dms being like oh thanks for for following me and i'll check out some of their stuff and i'll even i'll say something authentic to them like oh like that picture of the jeep you took in in tuxin was sweet man like how long have you had the jeep for that's cool i love that and i've gotten and it's not meant to be manipulative i'm being authentic i'm being real if i like your picture i'm gonna tell you i like it and I've had feedback from people before who are just like, man, you're like one of the only photographers who's actually taken the time to message me, thank me for a follow and actually try to get to know me. And I've had people stick oh, around so for a cool, long man. time. Damn. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting the level of growth that, that you have, it's not really feasible. But it's nice every once in just like pick a random follower who just popped up in your notifications and just check them out. I found a lot of people that way whose work is just insane. Oh, I love that. I, I think that's so cool. And I think that's kind of like what the original intention of social media was meant to be. It was to connect like that. But then what happened was popularity became a currency. Yeah. So everybody, you know, now is like, all right, you're not just posting a photo to be good. It's it's to be a banger. I've gotten over that, which is cool. Like I'm super happy about because that made me kind of annoyed. Like when I first started my growth, um, but I love. I just love for me. Like now is just creating. But like the other things uh, that I'm honestly doing is outside of engagement, Facebook posts. Uh, unfortunately, Instagram has kind of gotten to the point where they want people to pay to play. So at first I felt really uncomfortable about like doing sponsored posts and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't know, it's not authentic. I don't know, you know, but then I started seeing photographers, massive photographers that I followed that had a hundred thousand, 200,000, 500,000. I'm like, all right, I just saw a promoted post of theirs and I started doing research. I'm just like, yeah, it kind of sucks because 
you are going to have limited growth. I mean, just to be perfectly honest, they Instagram and social media, they want you to pay to play. Uh, it's not going to work for you if you aren't taking quality content. Doesn't mean it needs to be the best. You're doing your promotions on, you're not doing them on all your photos. I want that to be clear for people listening. You're doing them on photos that are doing well organically. No, no. And then you're just like, yeah, escalating that level of engagement and reach by doing promoted posts. Correct. So what my recommendation would be is if you don't want to, all the respect to you. I mean, if you can grow um, at a at a rate that you're happy with without it, unbelievable. You're probably you're probably putting out stuff that is ten times better than I am. Then, but <laughs> for me, what I do is. Um, you know, they say you should be getting 10% of your total following in likes. That's kind of like the status quo. So yeah, the I usually one, let a right? photo. Yeah. So ratio. I usually, uh, yep. So I let a photo sit for 24 hours. Uh, and I don't even consider promoting it unless it has in 24 hours, you know, 1,250 likes now. I mean, that just. It, it's all dependent on what your total following is right now. I think I'm at like 17.1 or something. So yeah. if it gets seven, 15 to 1700, I'll promote it. Right. At the same time, even a lot of photos that have gotten to that number, I still probably promote the same few, the same handful. Um, the majority of the time, just because the amount of followers it gets me is huge. And if you're going to do a promoted post to, uh, kind of add on to what you're doing. Otherwise, don't waste your freaking money. Like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> there's no point. Just what kind of money are you putting out, and what kind of duration? Is if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I do ten bucks, fifteen mm-hmm. bucks at most, and I'll for do them for a day at a time. Yeah. Right on. Um, I had somebody that had asked me the other day, and I told him. I said, "Yeah." I said, "You know, they had I think twelve hundred. So I said, hey, listen, if you get 120 likes, you know, uh, behind baby. a photo, I said, or, or not even the likes, but like, look at the amount of commentary you got on it. Yeah. If you got 20 comments on one and you got an average of five, go with that one. Like, that's probably going to be the one that's going to get you the most gain. But I'm yeah. like, don't expect, you know, this massive uh, amount of return. It sounds like it's stock. <laughs> What's that? It sounds like we're talking like about stocks, like expecting return and things that are it doing is. well. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. And for me, like, honestly, like there's some people that just say, hey, I, I am what I am. For me, um, I look at it. I look at it as an investment. I Because well, you're trying to, to get to a certain goal. Yeah. I want to do this full time. Yeah. It's necessary right. for you to to get to that level. If it was just, if it was purely something that I just wanted to be like a side project, I definitely would not spend money on it. But for me, I own a golf ball company now. I want to either have it running at a point where I can do whatever I want or sell it or it goes out of business or any of those, you know, possible endings. And photography is a thing that I would love to be able to figure out how to turn into a career. I think we all would, man. (laughs) Right. And so unfortunately, you know, popularity and visibility and likes and everything, that's, that's how you get those opportunities. So for me, I look at it as an investment, but you have to do all of them. I mean, I, I, I am convinced that if I, if I was just doing a $10 promotion of a post, I would not get the, you know, get the same kind of traction that I was right. if I was doing the other stuff. So, damn, dude, you opened a can of worms for a lot of people. Something to think about. It is. I, mean, it takes, I know it, that I'm doing the. I'm do. I'm because I messaged you about this, and I've been mm-hmm. doing that. I've been doing the the ten bucks on things that hit a thousand. Do you, and do you notice anything? Yeah, I'm getting like an average of fifty follows. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and how long I don't does that li- take I don't, normally? I don't like it, but I'm striving for the same thing you are. No, and and thing is though, but it's not like 
here's the thing. People are going to have to get over the fact that you're not buying, you're not buying followers. You're not buying like bots. Yeah. Those people are actually, you know, I mean, those people are actually followers. Correct. What you got to understand is you have to accept the fact that Instagram is completely limiting your reach. So you shouldn't even have to do this. The fact that you could have 10,000 followers and have less than 5% of them see it is ridiculous. Yeah. But they're forcing people, if you want your if you want to have people that have never seen your stuff see it, then you have to do it. And that that's just unfortunate. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but no. you have to get really good then with being featured all the time. I mean, that, that is something that I think I know you've done. I know I've done like getting features, getting yeah, reposts. Very from, important. Even just random small accounts is huge. Yep. Big time. And then sharing that feature in your story. Yep. We're heading up on an hour here. I think this is like got a ton of value packed into it. I want to thank you again for being my first guest. You're a totally wicked dude. You got some awesome photos. Personal favorite. You're in my top five. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. But like, make sure, guys, you check him out. It's Brett, Brett Blakely at B-R-E-T-B-L-A-K-E-L-Y. If you can't find him, you can just go to my following and, and check him out. But uh, hey, Brett- can I just... Yeah, you got something to say. Go for it. Yeah, just real quick. So for one, if you're in the Buffalo, New York or anywhere near their area, definitely DM me. Um, Myself, uh, at Adam R. Danny and at Nooch10 started the Buffalo Photo Mafia. And we're trying to grow this thing. So we've been doing... We did an in-person meetup, and then we did virtual meetup since because of the COVID nineteen. Yeah, what can you do? Um, yeah, but on the separate note, uh, huge fan of yours, and oh, thanks, man. So excited for when this shit is <laughs> over and we can actually go on a trip. Like you and I were talking the other day, and we were just like, "I'm like, dude, it's crazy that you and I could actually probably find somewhere to camp because yep. you live like two hours from me, an hour and a half." Yeah, but. We actually can't cross the border. No, We're like, sir. it's it's yeah. illegal. Yeah. Our love is illegal, man. Well, we'll put you in a barrel and we'll send you over to Niagara Falls. <laughs> Sounds good, dude. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the first episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. Really excited you guys are tuning in. I got a lot of cool guests lined up for weeks ahead. So make sure you follow or save this podcast on Apple Music or Spotify, whatever you're using. I'll be dropping episodes weekly. Next week, I've got my guest Scott Cameron, who's a San Francisco Bay photographer and also a full-time student. We're going to be talking about how to manage a busy life with photography and making sure you're still getting out and shooting and building that portfolio that's so essential. We're also going to talk about how to stay fresh and creative with ideas in a city setting or somewhere where you feel like there's just only a finite amount of options for you and your camera. So until then, go get shooting, go get editing, and stay focused. See you next time.